Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Breaking the Flow. I hope you all are safe and healthy. It's been a very trying time. And I feel like especially now with a lot of us working from home and with so many of us facing what's, you know, the consequences of COVID-19, we all are seeking some form of escapism. And for many of us this form of escapism comes from tv shows and from movies now today's episode is on a topic that is very close to my heart because of my personal experiences because of the way it has shaped my life so in today's episode i am going to be talking about how movies have normalized and in fact perpetuate casual sexism homophobia racism and how it's one of the main reasons why incidents such as stalking is so commonplace especially in india now the problem what happens is that some things are so common and normalized that people fear talking about it that you know if they speak up people will say that they're making a fuss unnecessarily now the worst perpetuator for sexism are movies like i said Now I'm going to be talking from the perspective of Indian movies because I rarely watch English movies like other than animated ones and Scooby Doo. <laughs> so yeah. Now it's been around 3-4 years since I've watched a Hindi movie and that's mainly because it started triggering me to a huge point like I could no longer just sit and watch it and be happy. while tamil movies are you know i've been i have watched a couple of you know two three tamil movies those are ones where i read the story and i know it has really good reviews i know what's the story and the plot behind it and like i said they are really good movies but even in tamil i don't really watch like i don't go in depth and watch a lot of movies so The main reason is because they started becoming too triggering for me and that is what I'll be discussing in today's episode. Now, I do want to give out some trigger warnings. This episode I will be talking about sexual assault, stalking, homophobia, transphobia and racism. So, yeah, if this is something that triggers you because it does trigger me. These are topics which are triggering for me as well, but I do feel like it has to be spoken about but if these are triggering for you then you might want to sit out on today's episode now let us start from the very way in which the male lead and the female leads are introduced So the male lead always has a really cinematic, a very huge, you know, grand entry and it almost always revolves around him doing something great like you know maybe helping some people are crying and he just goes in, swoops in to save the day, helps them and then you know everyone is just clapping their hands, staring at him in amazement. Or it could be something as simple as him just training to jog, you know, like just jogging or training for a race. but then they show show his biceps show his legs and how fit he is and he's just walking you know just jogging around and then when it comes to female like three fourth time of the times like you know 96 98% of the time 
it's always them being beautiful like they're just walking across the street and the guy sees her and the camera just zooms to her and you know she's her hair's flowing backwards she's just smiling laughing talking with her friends or you know playing with some dog or flowers or just spinning in the rain basically men are shown as these successful like these strong determined people and women are introduced as these feminine beautiful characters their strength is not shown their success is not shown and this is just from the way they introduce the characters from the way it starts now another thing that movies have normalized is stalking in a lot of these movies you see the girl you know the guy meets the girl he sees her in the street and he likes her and so he stalks her to find out where she lives or you know he stalks the bus that she uses like every day to go to work or to go to school and it starts becoming romantic because rather than feeling scared that they are being stalked the girls start falling in love with him while this may sound great in like movies in real life this is not true in real life a girl does not get flattered because a guy is stalking her we get scared like yesterday i was um going to the guardhouse like from my building to the guardhouse to collect a parcel that came for me and this guy he like took two rounds in his bike around me and just kept nodding at me and even though it was broad daylight this was in the evening around 5 and we know i know it's i'm like it's a short distance maybe like a 5 minute walk and i know that the guards are there they they can see me he's on his bike he can't do anything to me my heart was still pounding i was scared like what is he doing like what is he trying to do and this is a case for a lot of girls we fear like we see a guy all alone and if you are all alone it's an you know immediately there's a feeling of fear there's like oh my goodness what is he going to do how can we stay safe we start thinking of exit routes we see okay i have you know say an umbrella with me i can probably use it if he comes too close to me okay there's an exit route over there or you know i can just cross the street and move to the other side we constantly and immediately look for any ways to ensure our safety This is something that's very normal for a lot of women. And the fact that movies romanticize this and make it seem as though it's something that women get flattered by just gives out a very wrong impression to the young kids watching this and growing up. Because it's not the truth. In reality, and I will say this, I have been stalked home by guys around 3-4 times both in India and also once in dubai which is where i live or uh, i lived for my almost my entire life but yeah and never not once during any of those you know stalkings did i feel fond of the guy who was stalking me if anything like i said the only thing that was on my mind was fear and any way in which i could stay safe i had my phone with me i'd like keep it on speed dial but i also didn't want to be talking because what if he sees me talking and then thinks this is the best time to kidnap me but i have like my dad's number is right on you know all i need to do is just click that green button and for me most of the times it's my dad who i have my number on like as because my dad is one of the most protective guys i know like he might be in the most important meeting of his career of his life but if i call him i know he'll immediately like pause the meeting take the phone make sure that i'm safe 
he is that type of a dad and so is my mom my parents are extremely overprotective so i know that if i call them they will instantly pick it up and i feel a lot of women do this like we have that one safety person who we know that we can contact them at any time during any emergency and they will pick the phone up immediately so this is the reality for a lot of women and the fact that movies normalize this is what leads to so much of casual sexism now you might be wondering like how is it casual sexism like what are you talking about it doesn't you know no longer do women stand up for casual sexism we speak out here's the thing i um stayed in india for 6 months and this time i got really close with one of my old childhood friends and i was speaking with her i was speaking with this other girl who was also my age who is also studying in india and after speaking with them i got to know a lot about a lot of things that honestly speaking frightened me not just because of the way they said it so simply and you know as there was some commonplace incident but also because that is one of like what they said was honestly some of the most disgusting things and the fact that they're saying it like it's nothing scared me so in india there's this ter- term called as eve teasing so it basically means teasing girls uh, cuz you know adam and eve so eve teasing and this is when guys tease girls no matter where they are they could be on the street they could be in the school they could be walking or with their family but you know they casually come up in the bike you know just horn at them cat call them stuff like that so yeah it's called as eve teasing and one of my friends uh this girl who i told you um she studies in an all girls college she's doing english literature she is super sweet super kind and honestly you know speaking to her i could see she was a feminist she wasn't someone who was like you know what yeah guys can do this it's fine no she what she is a very strong girl she's a very brave girl and so that, that that's actually why it you know it freaked me out even more so because she's in an all girls college there she lives in a hostel nearby which is also for girls only so i was asking her about like you know have you ever experienced like you know guys coming to your college or doing stuff like that cuz it's very common in indian movies like you know you have an all girls school then you have a bunch of guys standing in the bus stand near it to just you know flirt with the girls and the stuff she told me scared me so she was telling me about how it's common for so we have culturals like every year there'll be this one day where all the students like all the seniors i think i'm not sure but they come together they perform dances stuff like that in the evening and she was telling me like how during culturals you know other schools can join and participate as well and while it's mostly for only the girls sometimes the guys jump in and sneak in and because it's a lot of guys the teachers don't jo- normally say about anything because you know they're not belonging to your school they don't study there you can't technically do anything towards them and she was telling me about how they come they tease the girls and everything and they started teasing her and keep in mind she told this to me like last to last year december so um what how old was i like okay so 19 years old we were 19 years old second year of university and she's telling this to me she's my age so and she's like the guys were teasing her like you know when they went she was going to the washroom they'd follow her and her friends and they the friends would all stay in a group like all the girls and yeah 
and she was like i told this to one of my seniors and the senior said don't speak up because if they find out that you complained about them they do it they make it worse they follow you they will you know they will tease you even more and it sometimes crosses the line of teasing and then the friend the senior told her the story about how you know they do this even to like young teachers because sometimes you have teachers who are like in their mid 20s working there and like so saris like you know you have the blouses and sometimes the blouses can be revealing now again clothing is in no way an indicator of your consent i am not saying that you know by wearing revealing blouses the teachers are asking for it shit like that no that is the most stupid thing like no one should ever say that but the reason i am mentioning that the clothes are revealing is because it has significance to the story and so what happened was this teacher who was wearing i think not a backless blouse but like somewhat similar to like a very low back blouse was sitting and these students started taking you know teasing her like from sitting behind her and just staring at her back and i don't know if they took photos of her or not cuz that part wasn't clear like i couldn't understand but yeah and the teacher didn't say a word because she was scared because these aren't like you know 13 year old 14 year old boys these are grown ass men and these are men who can easily overpower women if they wanted to so this these kind of behaviors are what is being normalized is what's being perpetuated by these movies and the fact that directors that producers don't see anything wrong with this is honestly very concerning for me and it goes the same with racism too for instance you have these um you have like there's always this male lead and his sidekick who is a comedian and you know for the comedian they'll give of course he'll have like there's always either two kinds of ways racism is incorporated one way it could be like the comedian is flirting with a girl who he's who he sees just the eyes off or you know she's fully covered he just sees her eyes and he's like she's so pretty and then she removes her um so in india because it's too hot like the ladies in the bike they completely cover their faces just leave the eyes open so you know with a shawl and then she removes the shawl and she's immediately like she's so dark skinned and he immediately goes oh my goodness and like i said that is such misogynistic behavior that is such sexist behavior like these guys they'll be super dark super you know stand super brown but that's not an issue but the moment the girl turns out to be dark you know dark brown or even sometimes they have a black skin tone and immediately they are seen as these comedic reliefs something for the comedian and the guys to make fun of something to be insulted and it's the same thing with fat girls if you have oversized girls or you know girls who are extremely curvy they become more than as seen as a friend of the female they are seen as comedic reliefs for the males to joke about and the fact that no no one not a single person sees anything wrong with this again it's mind blowing and it always astounds me now okay i'm not saying that only indian movies like are racist it's often it also happens in hollywood movies 
the from TV shows, from movies, Indians and Asians in particular are shown with a couple of stereotypes. You know, curry, which it seems like we have a strong smell of curry. And I kid you not, like as someone who eats only Indian food, like three fourth of the time, as someone who's gone to multiple places, you know, Asian households like Malaysians, um, you know, Pakistanis. I can tell you this. None of our foods smell. One, we don't eat raw foods. We don't eat smelly foods. Our foods are amazing. They're delicious. And the fact that some stereotypes are so offensive, like the accent. And, you know, it's again, it's not just a one way street. It's not just Bollywood that makes um, racist undertones, but other movies too. India is such a big country with so many cultural difference, you know, culture and so much of beauty. But in all these, you know, all Hollywood movies, like even if you take, um, say, for example, a Marvel movie and they're showing India, it just shows the slums. It just shows this dark street and slums. And that's not India. That's not all there is to India. We have so much of heritage, we have so much of culture, but the only scenes that come are ones with, you know, slums in it. And the accent, oh my goodness, like why do all these in like English TV shows have the most cringiest accent for Indians? Simpsons, um, what's that, Big Bang Theory, like Honestly, listening to that makes me cringe. And, you know, as a child who grew up watching Simpsons, I for a long time believed my accent was like that and it was super bad. And I would try my level best to speak with, um, you know, kind of like a, not British or American, but like a mixed accent, which was very fake. And it stuck. Like a lot of the times, my family even say that now. Like when I'm speaking on camera, I unconsciously bring about that accent. And it's that it's that bad. That's how much these kind of things ingrained it to me. Like you have such stereotypical, such horrifying accents for Indians speaking English. And you know, they often are having they, they have like very racist undertones, but no one seems to see that as something that's unacceptable. It's the same thing with Big Bang Theory. So Rajesh is like, he's this Indian guy. He's so nervous. He cannot talk to women. He comes from a house where everyone just believes in arranged marriages. They're all just stereotypes. Like, yes, arranged marriage is still... you know it's still a big thing in India compared to other countries but that doesn't mean that every single Indian believes in arranged marriage but yeah so like I was saying these you know every single cinema has some sort of racist undertones but the ones that are in Hollywood especially are extremely extremely uncomfortable and offensive there's often blackface You have Indian um, actors dressing up, you know, doing blackface to portray African characters. And it's, again, very cringy because why not just hire a black character, you know, or a character of 
whatever ethnicity you need. If you need an African, yes, get an African actor, get them in. Why are you doing blackface in order to show that, yes, you know, I am an African right now. And of course, again, the Africans want to be um, the good guys. They're just there for like five minutes of either comedic relief or just to show that, you know, we're all... Uh, what is the word for it? Like gangsters? Yeah. To show that, you know, they're the bad guys or, you know, they're the... They're not the ultimate bad guys in that movie, but they are sort of like the connecting bad guys, if that makes sense. And it's the same thing with dark skin. Like, if a person is rich, he has light skin to show that they're from the village or they're uneducated or that they are, you know, from the poor family, they immediately have a light-skinned actor put on dark makeup. And it's the same thing for, you know, showing um, ethnicity, it's for showing poverty, a lot of things. And it's not just with Africans, it's also with other cultures. You have Indian actors trying to look Chinese and, you know, they don't care that it's offensive to East Asian people. You know, they try to tape the eyes to make it look slanting, but they don't say that, they do not see how offensive this is for East Asian people. And of course, like, this is so, so common in Bollywood. It's, we have like dance scenes in every movie, right? Like they have around seven to eight songs with dance scenes. And one way it, they have, how do I show this? It's not racist, but it's racist towards Indians, I would say, because they have these two guys dancing, like the main lead or, you know, the main lead and the female lead, and the backup dancers are all white people. And there was an interview conducted with one of the directors, and when asked about this, he said, it's because white people have better figures and are willing to expose them. I kid you not, this is word to word what he said. You know, if you need a bikini shot, like not many Indian girls would do it, but white girls will not have an issue with that. And I don't know, like if that doesn't scream sexism, I don't know what does. And the most famous, famous, famous one, like sexist songs, like this one was so famous, like this song got so much of shit from every single person because of the lyrics girl you're so fair that looking at you even beyonce will get ashamed i think the song's name was beyonce sharma jayegi which means beyonce will feel shy or will feel ashamed and when asked like about the backlash she was like no we're not talking about that we mean like she's so talented that beyonce will feel shy because of course you're so fair means you're so talented and a lot of songs have this there are songs with the name like Chitiyang Kalayang, which means white wrists. There are songs which go like, you know, which compare women to the moon, to the white moon, to a white flower, to a white whatever, dove. You know, it's always comparing the women to something white. And again, racist much? But people don't really... I, again, I don't know why these are not seen by the producers as racist. I don't know why 
people themselves don't see it as racist. I don't know if it's because to a huge extent, it's been internalized by Indians that it's become so normal that people don't even see it as a big thing. And now one of the final ones, it's not the last one, but one of it. I'm like slowly increasing the intensity like of the, uh, you know, the trigger warnings because I don't want to have like an extremely triggering topic in the first and then accidentally trigger somebody because the last thing I would want to do during this episode is make someone feel uncomfortable or triggered. So again, I would, you know, like highly recommend if anything I say is triggering, please don't, you know, please keep in mind that I am not doing it in any way to trigger you, but I do want to shed, shed a light on these topics. Now we've done with racism, let's go to homophobia and transphobia. Now, homophobia and transphobia again, it's, they typically portray gay people, gay men and trans women in a very negative stereotypical light. They show trans women as men, cis men, dressed up in a sari or, you know, as predators as people who try to poach straight cis men, you know, try to convert them, stuff like that. Again, which is very, very offensive because one, trans women are women. And by showing cis men as trans women, you're taking away the dignity that comes with the title of being a trans woman. Trans women are real women. They are in no way related to men or connected to men anymore they have real women just like trans men are real men showing trans characters as you know poaching straight uh, cis men and trying to convert them is a very very harmful stereotype no one does that i am bisexual i don't go towards straight girls and i don't try to convert them into being bi or into being lesbians neither do does anyone from the lgbtqia community the next is they are seen as again comedic reliefs and this time it's in a more harmful way it's often a trans woman or a gay guy going towards the male lead and constantly harassing him like he the male lead will be go you know like the female lead might be angry with the male lead and you know the male lead is trying to console her and that's when this gay guy or um that's when this trans woman comes in and again keep in mind when i say trans women i don't mean like they don't actually have trans women playing this character it's a straight cis man who gives this extremely set satirical satirical you know acting of what he thinks a trans woman is like keep in mind it's like that and they just go and keep harassing the guy being like you know leave that girl just come to me like i'll show you a good time stuff like that and these are such negative sentiments that honestly Take away the safe space for any person from the LGBTQ community who watches these movies. And there is a lot of negative sentiments towards, you know, the LGBTQ community. 
Um, I remember when I was young and we used to go in the trains. We used to have trans women coming into the ladies' compartment, right? But keep in mind, like sometimes in India, because of money issues, they don't complete like the surgery. So they they do have like distinct masculine features that make you see that. Okay, when you see them, you can recognize like, yes, you know, they're trans women because they have a distinct like masculine feature. So I remember like with being young, uh, we, I'd sit with my, you know, like with the people in the compartment and the moment these ladies came on, all the other ladies in the compartment would look away or would look at the phone, would not even give an eye contact with them. And of course, being young, I didn't know about any of it. So I would be waving and sometimes, you know, the, the ladies would sit next to me or sit in the seat, seat like opposite to me. And I would just be trying to talk to them because I was and I still am a very friendly person. I tried to talk with anyone who sits next to me. It's an issue, but yeah. So I would try to talk to them. And it was after like this, after they got done or I got done, because I really can't remember. It's too much. I remember my, um, this lady, I can't remember who it was. I don't know if it's my first aunt or if it was some kind of like a stranger who's just sitting next to me i don't know but i remember her saying like don't talk to them and i was like why and she's like if you offend them they will cast a curse on you and that curse will come true excuse me these are women not witches first of all like see this is such a negative stereotype it harms the trans community but why doesn't anyone stand up and say no that's completely false that's not how it is like i didn't do that because i was a kid and i honestly didn't know much about trans women like i didn't know anything about the lgbtq community till like a long time after so i just was like oh okay i thought they were witches because you tell a girl that they're gonna cast a curse at you that's the first thing your mind goes to so i was like oh they're witches that's why i shouldn't talk to them and then i grew up and realized no they are just normal people like us it's only that some people are so narrow-minded that they don't accept trans people as, you know, trans women as women and trans men as men and make up all these harmful stereotypes and stories. It's, it's honestly so depressing that a country which has a heritage filled with trans characters like our gods Many of our gods are said to be not trans per se, but, you know, have trans devotees, be kind to trans people. We have gods who are, you know, who support the LGBTQ community. We come from a culture who for centuries and decades before colonialization had a very strong acceptance of the LGBTQ community. And now I'm glad that we are working our way again towards it. Like we have, they have decriminalized you know, gay uh, marriage, they have decriminalized same sex, but that does not make it okay. That is not, it's a bit of a progress, but it's still not complete progress. They need to legalize it. There's still a difference between decriminalizing and legalizing it. Now, the next thing, and this is the second last thing, so yay, it's sentiments towards what is considered as a decent girl and what is considered as an indecent character now i remember this movie i watched it because one of my favorite actress was in it 
and I remember like when I was watching it the first time I felt a bit like uncomfortable but I didn't know why till after I grew up and I watched it again so the name of the movie is Cocktail it's Hindi check it out if you want to but it's really not like that great of a movie so I would not recommend it but yeah you can check it out so what happens in Cocktail is that it's a story or it's like a love triangle so you have two girls Veronica who is the party girl she has a rich estranged father who gives her money and she leads like this socialite life and then you have Mira who is a very traditional girl from India like all three of them are Indians and she comes to London after her marriage gets betrayed by her husband and becomes friends with Veronica who I you know who you know invites Mira to stay with her and one of the days they go clubbing like Veronica pushes Mira for clubbing and they meet this guy Gautam who's like a playboy he's a flirt he's shameless and Veronica and he hook up and they three become close friends he moves into their apartment he has this like no strings relationship with Veronica stuff like that and all three of them are like really good friends best best friends in fact and then eventually Mira falls in love with Gautam but she's like oh no Veronica's my best friend I can't do that to her and Veronica falls in love with Gautam as well and then his mom enters along with his uncle and his mom does not like Veronica because she is a characterless Dila girl she has no character she wears such horrifying clothes you know she wears shorts and jeans and t-shirts and like Mira who wears like full jeans with salwars and you know traditional indian attire so of course the mom doesn't like veronica she considers her to be indecent and she's shocked that her son is living with two girls and she's like you know have you settled down yet and so gautam says yeah i'm dating mira not veronica mind you he's dating mira so he and mira have this fake relationship going on and the thing is he says he's dating mira because he says that mira is the type of girl you want to show off to your mom as your wife Veronica is the type of girl you can have fun with can have as a girlfriend but you don't want to show her to your mom as your wife and so Veronica tries changing herself she tries to reinvent herself as this decent homely indian girl you know tries to wear sarees tries to know how to cook like various indian dishes because she wants to impress his mom and that got me thinking so doesn't mean that if i wear shorts if i'm open minded if i go clubbing partying or even if i have sex that i'm not a woman that is worth showing to my you know i'm not considered as wife material does that it means that i don't have characters again i really don't understand how values personal values how characters can be brought by clothing you know by seeing of how a woman talks or how a girl dresses you instantly decide her character her character is decided by the types of things she does how is she as a person does she help people is she strong does she you know try to help and support people as they can does she not is she a racist or is she a, you know she not those are important things those are what makes up characters you know her racism her homophobia those are what sees if she's characterless or not not the clothes she wears or 
her activities, they don't decide her character. But Indian cinema is filled with misogynistic men who will, of course, try and show that this genre of, you know, these type of women are what you need to take home to your wife. Guys can like flirt and go on dates, have sex with the party girls, with the Veronicas. But at the end of the day, when you're going home, you take Amira with you to show your mom. This is such a horrible message that is sent out. This is like, I don't know, I hate that movie. Like, I've watched it for her and then the second time when I actually remember, like, I was old enough to, like, understand the terms and, like, the meaning behind the movie, I hated it. I love Deepika so much. Like, she was the girl who played Veronica. I love her so much, but I hate the way they took that film. It's one of the most, you know, sexist, misogynistic films ever. And a lot of films are like this, and I hate it. Now, the last thing towards what triggered me, like, the most, and this is the main trigger warning for, like, please, it's about sexual assault. I would highly recommend, like, people who um, get triggered by this, please, please, please switch off your, you know, switch off the podcast now, or don't listen to it, or, like, fast forward it for the next five, ten minutes. So, yeah. I had to stop watching these movies because they often showed sexual assault and not in a way where the women, you know, overcame that and found justice. No, those kind of movies are admirable. Um, There's like, it's the same movie, but two different languages and different cast, of course. Uh, It's called as Pink in Hindi and Nirkonda Parve in Tamil. Of course, I will be a little bit biased and say I loved Nirkonda Parve more because I'm Tamil and I loved it. But both of them have the same storyline, just different actors and a bit more of a difference in the Tamil version. But yeah, it's about three girls who get harassed and one girl who gets, um, I don't know if she gets raped, but I think she does. It's like not implied, but yeah. And they are fight for justice with a lawyer. You know, they have the lawyer supporting them. And it's about how if a girl says no, it means no. How if you give consent and you withdraw it, it is still rape. No matter, it doesn't matter if you gave your consent or not. How you could be, you know, an escort. You could be, uh, you know, you could be, um, what's the word for it? A sex worker. But you have the rights to say no. And if you say no, it doesn't matter if you're a sex worker. It doesn't matter if he paid you money. You say no, meaning it is no. And it's a beautiful message. I really wish that, you know, a lot more movies showed those kind of messages. Now, these kind of movies are amazing. And watching them, I did get triggered a bit. But I loved it because the story was so amazing that it didn't matter to me. But often, a lot of the other movies... They show sexual assault and rape as a way to glorify the men, the male lead. They show the women being raped or, you know, she's gotten assaulted. And they don't deal with, you know, the kind of impact that has on her mental health, on her family, on her relationships with others. No. The story then changes into the male lead fighting to get justice for her, beating the male, you know, the evil guy, the villain. And then it's just happy ever after. 
these kind of storylines are needed not to show bring awareness that yes you know this happens and to show that you know this is how you feel and stuff like that no this kind of movies you know these kind of scenes exist to glorify and increase the male leads to make sure that they look good and it's horrible because sometimes the scenes are so triggering in the way that you know sometimes it's by multiple guys it's it's very scary and then when you look at the rest of the film there's honestly yeah he fights the main evil villain but it does in the end there's no use for it because the ramifications of what's happened to her are never addressed and the worst thing is these movies don't have any trigger warnings that's why like i always make sure like you know before i talk about any subject like this which is very triggering or even a little bit triggering i make sure that i say that trigger warning a hundred times because i'd rather have my audience be tired of hearing me say trigger warning sorry trigger warning then have them like have a good time listening to my podcast and then something comes up which triggers them and then their mental health is ruined their anxiety is high because i didn't say the trigger warning because that's what honestly happens to me when i watch these kind of films i'll be here having a good time and a lot of the time the rape scenes come towards the mid like intermission or after the intermission and i'll be watching them having a good time enjoying it and keep in mind like most of the time i watch some movies in theaters like when i'm with my parents we used to go with to the theaters i don't watch some movies in malaysia but yeah and then this kind of scene comes and i'm filled with so much of anxiety so much of i don't even know the word for it like you know the feeling you get when you feel like there's a rock on your chest like you can't breathe and you're just trying your level best to like get out of it to feel normal but you can't because the rock just seems to be sinking in harder and harder and it's just so painful like i i don't know what the feeling is but yeah and i would have to like say to my parents like i need to go to the washroom like so sorry just give me five minutes and i would like run out stare in front of the mirror like for five minutes just trying to make sense of what's happened trying to overcome how i feel because i feel like i've just had like this huge burden on my shoulders like it's a horrible feeling and i wouldn't wish it on anyone so you know the fact that these kind of movies don't have any sort of trigger warning that people watching them can easily be triggered is something that i feel like cinemas should take into consideration like in your posters or in your description please have trigger warnings cuz i don't care if it gives out spoilers i don't want to watch a movie without knowing what i'm getting myself into which is why many of the times i read the plot before i watch the movie and my family often tease me for this they're like you know what why are you even watching the movie you know the entire plot but here's the thing I want to be prepared for what's coming. So if I know that this movie has a rape scene or a sexual assault scene, I know like around what time it comes and then I conveniently get up and go out. I go to the washroom, I just go stand outside. I know I can leave that space. But if I don't know what's happening, then it's easier for me 
to get triggered to feel like there's a rock on my chest and so i would rather be spoiled i'd rather spoil the movie than you know sit through it and then get triggered somewhat in the end so yeah these are the reasons i guess why i had to stop watching like indian movies but that's not all bad though they have been amazing brilliant directors coming up with beautiful storylines i just watched a trailer like yesterday for this movie it's called uh, namaste wallaha and it's about interracial relationship between a nigerian woman and an indian guy and i am super excited to see this movie because i really think tackling interracial couples especially where one of them is a nigerian an african or a black woman is something that indian cinema has rallied up because they often have only white and brown couples so interracial couples with a black woman a nigerian woman and an indian brown guy and the trailer so far seems to be wonderful seems very promising and yeah i can't wait to watch it another um it's not a movie per se it's like uh an episode a series with four episodes it's called power kadegal it means sinful stories and it's a tamil um one it's beautiful again um each story is on different topics but i think it beautifully brings about taboo subjects which are very common in india so we have the first one about a trans women it's about it's about a guy who is not yet transitioned into a woman but he is at soul a woman he is at soul i know and he is in love with oh my goodness i forgot i might actually be giving out spoilers but just a little bit of stories but trigger warning like all these uh, movies are sad like all the four series are sad so that's there but yeah he is in love with this his best friend who's a guy of course because he's a trans woman meaning he's he's not gay he's a trans woman he's straight so he's in love with his best friend i should say she because even though she hasn't transitioned she still feels like a woman yeah she i'm sorry she's in love with her best friend but the best friend likes her sister stuff like that but it's a beautiful story again it's sad i do hope i do want you to be known that it's extremely triggering for a lot of people and then i think the second episode is about honor killing which is also very common in india uh especially in villages like if you marry someone of a different caste they can kill you like to save the honor to keep the dignity of the people the second story deals with that the third story also deals with honor killing but it also brings about lesbian like gay couple i didn't really like that story that much not because of the gay couple thing but because of the way they ended it i feel like if they just showed them like yeah, it's a lesbian couple it would have been powerful but they had they had to have like this plot twist in the end and that plot twist ruined it for me so yeah and the fourth story and this was by far the most triggering of them all along with the first story for me actually no you know all three stories all four of them were equally triggering except for the third one because i didn't watch that you know like i didn't like that that much it's a good story but yeah i feel like it could have been done better but the fourth one is something that personally i could you know i felt a lot for i could relate to it's about it's um it's like a family of four five sorry um an elder brother who's in college 
a sister who is I think 15 years or 16 years old and she just attains puberty and a 12 year old girl and during her puberty the mother says to the 12 year old the, the 16 year old girl that you're a woman now you should cover up you should be more mature you cannot play anymore because you're a woman now and then a few days or weeks later the 12 year old gets trigger warning again i'm so sorry but yeah this entire season had like series have trigger warnings she gets raped by one of the college boys like one of the boys studying in the college her big brother studies in and again this movie this episode deals with the ramifications of what happened how the the father and the brother want to fight for the justice of the girl how the girl now feels like she is dirty that she has been ruined and how the mother wants them to be quiet because she fears what the family you know what the society will say about the family about their honor and again it's it's a beautiful story they've taken it very beautifully and that really resonated a lot with me because as someone who was assaulted around that age when i was 10 or 11 i often felt if like growing up that it was my fault that i did something but while watching this seeing that I felt so strongly as like, yes, it wasn't her fault. It's never our fault. It's always the fault of the rapists, always the fault of the assaulter. It's never, never, ever the fault of the victim, especially, especially if, you know, society tells you so, it tells you otherwise, do not listen to them. It's never your fault. It's never our fault and I think in a way that movie helped me come into terms with what I believed and felt about myself as well it's these are these four moves these four episodes are wonderful like I would highly recommend you to watch it if you don't get um if you're not someone who's not too triggered if you can handle dark stories because they're beautiful again it's Pava Kadegal it's there on Netflix. Now, a few more ones which I would recommend you to watch. Um, Margarita with a straw. Margarita with a straw. It's about a lesbian. It's a lesbian love story. Hindi again. But I love it. It's beautiful. Pink or Nirkonda Parve, like I said. Nirkonda Parve is the Tamil version. Pink is the Hindi version. And of course, they do have uh, differences in the movies. So you can watch both the movies. I have. And, you know, you'll still be able to enjoy it. What other movies? Hmm. Oh, oh my goodness, yes. Um, this one is... Um, it's an old one. It's called Chakti India. It's by... It's a Shah Khan movie. Again, it's a lovely story. I loved it. You should definitely watch it. Yes, Chakti India. I don't know. I can't believe I forgot that one. Then, which one? I think there was one more, but I can't remember the name right now. Um, yes. Mopatare Vaidali. It means at the age of 36. And it's something that every married woman especially needs to watch. It's about, it's a subtle, just everyday feminist movie. It's about a married woman who's showing how other family members take advantage of her, take her for granted, and how she overcomes her you know she tries to prove herself worth she shows you know 
she tr starts short taking some time off for herself some self-love and yeah it's a beautiful one i can't believe i forgot that oh wow i feel so sad now then what else then there's tappad that's a hindi movie which again beautiful it's about how after marriage the husband slaps the wife one time you'll notice how i said one time because it's very important towards this entire movie and he apologizes but she is hurt and angered as she should be and her family her own mom says it's just one slap he's not going to do it again but that one slap has an impact and tappad brings it out beautifully it's a wonderful movie then there's katrin moi which is also um a beautiful movie it's taken by it's acted by the same actress who acted in mupadar vaidle vaidinile it's again a story of a married woman pursuing her dreams but in a more different way this time because in this one her husband and her family love her her, her husband and her son push for it they don't take her granted but after a while there's ego clashes her other family you know her other family members don't accept her it's a beautiful movie and yeah if i can think of any more i'll probably tweet it out or write it in my facebook story cuz i can't think of any more right now but yeah these are all beautiful movies which have a lot of feminist undertones which are beautifully written which are beautifully directed and yeah anyways i think that concludes today's episode i hope you all enjoyed it and i certainly loved talking about it today i did i do think i got a little bit triggered towards the end about this rape um situations and but yeah like i said i felt like i had to talk about it i felt like i need to address these kind of things and i did i apologize i deeply apologize if any of what i have said has triggered you but yeah that's it for today so that is it for today's episode i hope you all enjoyed it a huge thank you to everyone for watching this and i hope to see you all back again next week take care stay safe and have a lovely week